everybody. This is Maria Pesson, founder of For Women Over 50. I am so, so excited to welcome Gregory Ann Cox to our podcast. Gregory is a fabulous woman. She's over 50, like many and most of us are. And she started a business that really helps women over 50 with their health. I'm going to have Gregory introduce herself and tell you about her business and what she does. Gregory, it's your turn, go ahead. Thank you, Maria, and thank you so much for having me. I'm really uh, also excited to be here with you and see what kind of goodness we can give your listeners today. I love business. That's great. I love that goodness, it's a great word. It is. So my business is called Rebellious Wellness Over 50. Originally, it was just Rebellious Wellness and I was targeting people in perimenopause and um, you know right around that area. But as I got older, sadly we all do, um, I realized that I, I was growing and shifting in the way I did my health and I wanted to bring the people like me over 50. And here's a little secret, Maria, I'm actually over 60. Uh, I wanted to bring those people into the fold. So what I do is I coach, I do lifestyle assessments, and I have a podcast as well that is called Rebellious Wellness Over 50. And it, you know, I'm a little outside the box. The word rebellious should give it away that I don't do things according to the conventional wisdom, which pretty much says that over 50, you should start to fade away and Everything that happens is the, what happens at your age. That's just nonsense. And, so and I don't think it's wisdom, actually. I think it's a fallacy. Yeah, absolutely. So that's me. Okay, very cool. So um, we talked a little bit about um, how you can contribute to our group. And I think that this subject is perfect for our people because we all, you know, have things that occur as we get older, which impacts our sense of um, vitality, energy levels. And that's what we talked about. How can we increase the energy levels for ourselves as we age? And that is a huge topic that I'm going to try to cram a whole bunch of good information into um, to answer that question. The first thing I want to say is, as we age, we we may or may not end up with conditions that zap our energy. Um, Maria, Parkinson's, other people may have had a cancer diagnosis, some people have diabetes, and sometimes we just start to lose our vitality because our lifestyle is not keeping up with the aging process. And when I say keeping up with, what I mean is we have to adapt and change as we go through the years if we find that we're not feeling well. So then if I'm not feeling well, what should I look at? Well, there are five places that I talk about um, when I coach and when I speak to women and I have uh, just put together a new workshop. It's actually just an email program called The Power of Five. And we can talk about that a little bit later. But just I just wanted to acknowledge that sometimes there are other things that take away our energy or zap our vitality doesn't mean we have to always live with the, the result being no energy if we have a condition, just to say that that is absolutely outside the normal aging process. 
that may take away our energy, right? So the other things that take away our energy is lack of sleep or disturbed sleep or not a good quality of sleep. And a lot of times people say, well, as we get older, we don't need as much sleep, so I should just get over it. That's really a fallacy. It is not true that we need less sleep, but it does take some work to figure out, and it's individual, what will help us get more sleep and or if we're getting eight, if we're in bed for eight hours, but we're not sleeping for eight, which is the standard, not necessarily true for everybody, then there are things that we can try. The other place that, uh, the other two things that are easy to zap our energy, one is medications. And the simplest of medications, uh, you know, somebody might be on a blood pressure medication that might not have a big impact on how they feel every day, but it could, it just depends on how the person is relating to that medication. People with diabetes and diabetes meds on top of a blood pressure med, all of these things can deplete our energy, take away our natural vitality and wanna get up and go. The other thing is when I say lifestyle is how we eat. And you know, you and I had a conversation, Maria, about mindset. It's a big conversation, topic of conversation for you in your work, I know. And for me too. And I think that sometimes the, 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 the voices outside around us in our culture can put a damper on our mindset. And that can also impact our energy, how we feel about ourselves. If we feel like, oh, I'm just getting old and I don't like the way I look and meh, 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 that can take over and leave us with no energy. It's just, you know, so these little things chip away at the natural vitality that we can have all the way until the last minute. It's possible. It just looks different. You know what I find also? That as we get older, we do less to keep ourselves in shape, which kind of makes us not be in shape. So, it's, yeah. you know, it kind of work, you know, the worse you do, the worse you do. It's yeah. self-fulfilling. So I, I agree with you on everything that you're saying that, um, you know, doing things that are, how do I want to say this? We used to think that we needed to go to the gym. We needed to work out. We needed to be in shape. Then we get older and we forget that that's what gave us the energy to begin with. So we don't have so much energy. And because we have less energy, we don't do anything. So we have even less energy. <laughs> that sounds like a vicious cycle to me. Yes, that's the words I'm looking for. Vicious cycle. Vicious cycle. It certainly, is. It certainly is, Gregory. Yeah, and to that point, I would say that, it, so I always say, once you hear something, you can't unhear it. So you and I having this conversation and you saying, sometimes, you know, we used to go to the gym, then we get older, we stop going to the gym for whatever reason, lots of reasons, or maybe we're busy, maybe we're caretaking. There are many, many reasons people don't work out the way they used to, or even walk as much as they used to. And part of it is metabolism slows down or you know we get comfortable maybe we retired and we can just kind of do our days the way we want and lay around but that so now that we've heard that conversation what I'm saying is we have to now flip the switch on that conversation because unless you are debilitated by a physical ailment chronic pain whatever it is you still your body needs movement not just for energy, but our heart depends on it. Our heart health depends on us moving and circulating the blood. This is an interesting fact I read when I was just putting together that new workshop, is that when we sit, you know, they used to say sitting is the new smoking. 
you know, I don't think it's as dangerous. I never heard as that, actually. You didn't? Okay. Well, it kind of was a buzz thing around in the coaching world a couple of years ago. And one of the reasons that they said that is when we sit, our lymphatic system, which is the part of our body, the system in our body that processes uh, waste matter, it can't work as effectively because of the hips. Like when we sit in the position that we're in, everything pools like at the hips, at the top of the thighs. Okay. And okay. so we're not getting rid of some of the junk in the system that would help us feel energized. So that's another good reason to get up off our chairs. Even a lot of us sit at our computers, get up once an hour for five minutes. Every 90 minutes is really the max. They say we should stay in one position. And literally all it takes is a few minutes to break that pattern go do something, walk up and down the stairs, down the hall, go get the mail, and then come back and do your work again. That'll go a long way to helping with that process of and That's such an out. easy thing to do. It is, and I find, maybe I'm unusual in this regard, but I find that the more I do, the better I feel, so the more I wanna do. Right now I'm on a 31 day, because there were 31 days in January, challenge through Peloton, because I love my Peloton bike, to do one class a day. It doesn't have to be a biking class. It could be yoga, core body. It could be meditation. It could just something every day. And I'm a person who really likes to be active anyway, but I have to tell you, committing to one a day takes a little on bit of something. Sorry? Even on the weekends? Uh, once a day for 31 days. I'm on day, what is today? The 17th. So today will be day 17. And I'm like you, even on the weekends, I used to like to take my Sundays off or Saturdays off from doing something. And then there'd be an odd Wednesday where I wasn't feeling like it. You know, that's the old thing. I don't feel like it. Well, what would we have told our teenage kids if we said, clean up your room? I don't feel like it. We'd say, do it anyway, right? So that's kind of why I took on this challenge. We used to say, because I said so. Why do I have to clean my room? Because what if we were to say that to ourselves? Well, Greg, why are you going to do exercise today when you're really busy or you don't feel like it or you have to get dinner in the oven? Well, because I said I would. And when we let ourselves off, we let ourselves down, then that becomes a habit. And it kind of, it's just okay that we're letting ourselves down. We probably wouldn't let other people down the way we do ourselves. What do you say, Marie? I agree with that. I'll tell you an example. I walk in the mornings for half an hour every day. Well, during the week, not on the weekend. Uh -huh. And I have a walking buddy. And I was doing, before I had the walking buddy, I was doing it on my own without a problem. I was consistently doing it. Then I started walking with her. And if she didn't do it, I didn't do it. Yeah, that's very common. And it got to a point where I haven't been doing it because she has to have an operation on her foot. Oh, no. And the holidays. And then I had COVID. You know, all of that stuff. I haven't walked in like a month or two. So... Oh. So I agree with you a thousand percent. And well, you know, habits, you you create bad habits by not doing it. But what you're doing with doing the Peloton is you're creating good habits. Yes. That, you know, you just would feel weird not doing it after, you know, one day. I would, because if I, so if I end this challenge, like let's just say today I decided, well, too busy, too whatever. I would feel really bad tomorrow, but then I'd have to start all over to get to 31, you know? It's not like I would stop. I would still want to get that full month one thing a day because it's just me. It's like a little game I play with myself. 
But those well, are the kind of things if we get I'm, challenges or like a buddy that you can rely on, somebody that doesn't need to have surgery, um, those that helps some people, not all people. So there's intrinsic motivation, which means from within, like I said so, that's why I'm going to do it, or extrinsic motivation, which is, well, I, you know, um, I have a wedding coming up and I want to fit into this better dress. That's an extrinsic thing that might make somebody want to walk so that they would, you know, lose a few pounds. So not everybody is both and not everybody's one or the other. So most people are slightly half and half. And, but some people are just always motivated by themselves. They, they say they're going to do something and they do. I wish that was more me, but it's not. And then some people need an external force to get them going. Yeah. Um, when I get myself going and I'm committed and I'm doing it for a while, I can stay focused. It's the starting of it. Yeah. And that's the hard part. So when you say that that's the hard part, is it because you didn't make time like I'm trying I know that feeling like if I could only get started you know I'm staring at a blank document trying to write a blog post and it's like if I could get started I could finish but I'm just wondering if you know from the working night yeah that? I get up in the morning to me exercise should be done early for me anyway mm -hmm. get it out of the way because if I think about it if I don't do that then I think about it all day should I do it shouldn't I do it but try <laughs> to get it out you know early in the day and i just don't feel like it and i say okay i'll start tomorrow okay yeah. i'll start tomorrow and then the next day okay i'll start tomorrow until i finally get started then i by wednesday i'll, I'll be okay i'm going to start next week <laughs> right right that's really common well, one thing i talked to my husband who has a little bit about uh, similar to what you're saying is so basically you're saying that my future which is today today i am building my future right but right. we all think i can start next week because we have nothing happens if i don't start till next week when in fact what's happening is we're shortening the amount of time that we could feel good or make have the benefits of let's just say exercise or eating better or finding a way to get some sleep because everything we do right now is going to show up six months from now a year from now two years from now and you know, I don't know about you, Maria, but I'm getting closer to the other side <laughs> than I was, you know, like yeah. That's closer a great to the point. end. Never thought of that or yeah. thought of it that way anyway. Well, and there's another thing that I, I, it's a harsh thing to think about, but I found that it's really helpful to some women that we do this thing called lottery thinking. Whereas we say, well, my doctor gave me a diagnosis of X, Y, or Z. It could be anything. And he said that I should do X, Y, and Z. But you know what? My mother didn't die from that. Or I've, I have friends who have, are pre-diabetic. They never got diabetes. And so we don't take the recommendations. And I'm not saying that I trust all doctors 100%. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. But when we say it, it, somebody else's life might also be mine, then we're really just rolling the dice and taking our chances. I would rather err on the side of, well, I my blood sugar's high, what can I do to get it down? Because I've read about the, people with diabetes or I've read, seen people that have had to get an amputation or whatever, and I do not want that to be me. So rather than thinking it might not happen to me, I'm gonna go, let me do whatever I can to not let it happen to me. And of course, we do roll the dice. Some people, are healthy till they're 95 and they eat everything crappy and smoke. 
you know. Yeah, but those are um, unusual cases. Those exactly, exactly. Most of them are like the queen who take, has the best health care in the world because she can afford it. And mm-hmm. everybody takes care of her. So she lives till she's 95. In fact, she stopped drinking. She just won't drink it. I, I'm into her. I can't help myself. But the truth is that most people who live that long live very, very healthy lifestyles. Yes, exactly. And we have a love for the queen in our household too. My husband is English and all his kids oh. still live in England. So we are queen fans. Oh, and are you, is your heart going out to her now? Absolutely. We just yeah. gone through some really tough time. I, know. I don't want to get sidetracked. I know, right? <laughs> but that's a podcast in of itself. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. No, I, so what else did you, what else can I add to what I've already said? Well, um, basically, if you have, you know, some tips, just give us two tips to help get your health um, jump started so that you have energy. Okay. Tip number one is find out, mm, I'm going to try to make this easy. So I'm going to put two into one. One of the most important places uh, to look at when we are low on energy is how we do our food. And fat is something that a lot of women don't like they're afraid of they want to eat low fat no fat Um, I would say that that's not the healthiest of ideas because fat the body was designed to run on fat the brain is like 40% fat it likes fat all of the hormones in our body have receptors in the cells for fat and so I like to encourage women to look at their diets and if you're eating you know low and non-fat products are they have to replace the fat with something so when they take it out they put in sugar and way back in the 80s when snackwell cookies came along and there was no sugar i mean no fat in anything that's when and i can prove this you can look at it online and look for there's a trajectory from those days to now an increase in diabetes and heart disease why because sugar is inflammatory and foods that have sugar cause inflammation and insulin resistance, which causes inflammation. It's just another one of those vicious cycles. So I would say, see where you can add some good, healthy fat. Food comes, and the other piece is protein. A lot of food has both protein and fat in the right amounts, like salmon, even some fish, and nuts, and avocados. Well, make favorite things. Well, good, then that's great. Then that's a good, good diet to, uh, not. I don't mean a diet plan, I mean it's a good way to eat, is to add protein, at every meal and snack. I actually eat salmon once or twice a week and trout once a week. Perfect. A lot. And then I eat chicken because I like chicken. But, um, and I like other things too, but I tend to like, I've been doing keto for so long because it's such a healthy way to diet. Oh yeah. Um, it's high fat, but it's good fats, like olive oil, virgin olive oil, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I'm, I've, been doing that. I've read about um, the studies done on how fat is important to our bodies. So I'm I'm on that. Good. So you're ahead of some people. But if they just, you know, if your listeners find that they are tired after they eat, if they want sweets right after they eat, if they get hungry within an hour after eating, or if they can never feel full, 
those are all pretty good signs that the body, the intake is out of um, proportion for their particular body, what their body likes to burn. Now, some people run well on a higher carb diet. Some people run well on a higher fat, lower carb diet, not prescribing one way or the other for people, but just that if you're having symptoms around a meal time, then something in that meal is likely to be the, the culprit, right? Mm. So I always say if you're low on energy and or those things I just mentioned, look at the amount of carbs you're eating at the meal or throughout the whole entire day. So that's a great way to boost your energy. And the other thing is we have to go back to the walk, at least walk. If you are, if you are unable to walk because of knee pain or restrictions or anything, then what else can you do that could give your circulation, get your heart pumping? You know, there's, you know, weights you can do in a chair, there's chair yoga. So I just think it's, it's really important for the body to have that. And I'm not saying high cardio. I mean, some people like it. The bike certainly is a pretty high intensity class if I take that kind of thing, but it's not for everybody. And I don't think it's for us all the time. And especially as we age, we really have to just honor what the body feels good doing. If it causes knee pain, I'd say find something else. And on my podcast page on my website, rebelliouswellnessover50.com, I've interviewed a number of people who work with people with arthritis, non-invasive, no drugs involved, different types of exercises and stretches and things. Um, somebody who has pain in a joint or arthritis that feels is limiting them might find one of those interviews to be helpful. Not that I want to necessarily advocate for operations, but my knee got so bad, I could only walk a few steps without, mm. and then I had to sit down. So I ended up getting a knee replacement. Yeah. Partial knee replacement. It changed my life. I mean, I went from being crippled, literally crippled, to being able to walk. But what I do now to, because my knees, my joints and my ankles are somewhat sensitive, is I only walk and I don't run, which I used to do. Oh yeah. So there's ways, like you said, walking is really valuable. And if I run, I'm just gonna destroy my body, especially, yeah. you know, I'm running on the street. So it's not like I'm cushioned. Yeah. And I think that walking is a good solution. And I think that's true of anything. You know, right now I have problems with my rotator cuffs. So instead of lifting weights, I'm doing yoga. So there are, you're right, there are substitutes and there are mm -hmm. ways to fix the joints so that you can get them in use again. There's also PT, which I found helpful. So there's mm -hmm. a few different tricks you can try as well to feel better. So Gregory, I'm going to change gears a minute with you. Okay. I want to ask you, what superpowers have you developed since you've turned 50? I love this question. And here is my answer number one. The superpower to, I, I don't know how to phrase this actually, but it's, let's call it the let it go superpower. I have found that as I've gotten older, and of course, as a coach, I've done tons of work on myself and on this idea of what's important and what isn't, what's mine to worry about or to change and what is not mine. And you know, Maria, and your listeners know at this age, we have all figured out you cannot change a person, right? Oh, There's my no God, changing I that a while ago. Right? So let it go is one of my superpowers. One of my other superpowers is curiosity. And this is something that I always wanna have in my bucket of superpowers. 
because curiosity keeps me, it's the reason I got back into health coaching. I, I was a health coach for many years. I left because it seemed like everybody was a health coach suddenly and I was fed up with the industry. So I actually started a copywriting business, which I still have. But I was curious during COVID about why so many people were uh, suffering, you know, people with comorbidities. And I started reading the statistics about heart disease and diabetes from when I had been a health coach three or four years before that, and nothing had changed. Things seemed to have been the same or getting worse. And I thought, gosh, is there a way that I can help? My curiosity got me back into the health business. And I'm also curious about what else is going on in the world. We're such a global community now because of social media and the web. And I just am fascinated by lots and lots of stuff. So curiosity keeps me vital, I think, energized, because there's always something new to learn. Yes. And when you're not learning, then you're not living. Yeah. Good way to put it. Yeah. I think learning is really important. I have also curiosity about the world. I, I read things that are like odd things about different countries and history yeah. and science and all that stuff. So I'm with you. I, I really love to learn about things and mm -hmm. it's a wonderful superpower. So good for you. <laughs> What's your third? Oh, did you say three? I thought you said two. Okay, quick. Let me think of a third. Hmm. It's, I again, I don't really have a name for it, but this is what it sounds like. There's always a way out of no way. It means to me that if I want to do something, and this has always been the way I have been, if I really, really want to do something and the world is saying no, or my bank account says no, or whatever, and I really want to try it, I'm going to find a way to do it. So to me, there's always a way out of no way. And that could include, you know, a travel uh, plan for somebody. It could include getting knee surgery. What if my husband had knee surgery and it changed his life too? It was a, a knee replacement and it was phenomenal. What if somebody's saying, well, you know, you really shouldn't because, well, I really want to do it. Well, how are you going to do it? I don't know, but there's a way. So it's just this idea that no matter what age I am, there's still a way for me to be involved in my own life and in the world in a bigger way, no matter what the obstacles look like. That's amazing. So you're a problem solver. I guess I am. You know, I found a, I found a report from, uh, I was cleaning out files. I think it was from my junior year of high school, some testing kind of company. And one of the things they wrote, they said that I was a very good problem solver without verbal cues. And I thought, that's curious. What would they have asked me to do? And then I just, I have a natural ability to untangle things or pack things together. or So I guess that's a problem solver, yeah. Good for you. That's yeah. wonderful. That's a big thing. You know, when I started my business, my consulting business, I also am a business consultant in the fashion industry. And when I started it, I didn't have a plan B because plan A was going to work no matter what. And I think uh -huh. that's what you're talking about is yeah. that what you want to do, you're just going to make sure it works. Whatever yeah. you have to do, whatever you have to figure out, you're going to make sure it works. Yeah. And that's a way to be successful in your life because you don't let anything stop you. You don't let naysayers stop you. There'll always be naysayers. Always. Always. They'll all tell you why it can't work. And yet, People make things work. I always think that in the, um, if you look at history, a lot of companies started in 1929, the year of the stock market crash and the depression. And all these businesses, some of them, many of them are still in business today. 
Yep, that's true. And they managed to do it, start a business at a time when probably everyone thought they were, you know, losing it. Mm-hmm. So well, it's not there, unlike our times right now with COVID. Many businesses, I mean, not the obvious like Amazon and those, lots and lots of businesses struggled and failed, but there were some in the same industries that succeeded because of something. What? Because the owner said, no, I'm not going to die. I'm not letting this thing take me out. Right. And they found other ways to do business. Yeah. I had one client that was had just started and they were getting orders from stores to ship their product to the stores and everybody canceled when COVID happened. Oh, God. And they were just a new business. They could have closed the doors. And I said, you know what? We have to concentrate on online business. And this was before it happened. This was before everybody took off and started doing these huge online businesses. And their business, I think it increased like 800% or something. Wow. Crazy. It was really, it, it increased a lot. So yes, um, doing what you need to do and making it happen is really important. Yeah, and I'd like to just bring that back to our bodies, right? What we have to do is take care of ourselves. If we want to age better than the norm, which is by the age of 65, the average American is on five medications and will eventually have some kind of disease process limiting their vitality and mobility and experience of life. So I would just like to say, not to sound like anybody's mother, but you got to do what you need to do if you want to have that advantage of aging in good health. Having vibrant health is what I call it. Yes. I like that. So if somebody wants to reach out to you to learn more about you and your company, mm -hmm. how would so I am at rebelliouswellnessover50.com. And a much easier way to find me is on Instagram, which is rebel, R-E-B-E-L, well, 50. Same on Facebook. And if you want to email me, it's gregory at rebelliouswellnessover50.com. I take questions. I'm happy to uh, support people in any way that I can. The the couple of things I was talking about in the new workshop is on my homepage. It's called The Power of Five. And it's a five-day email series that will give you in more detail some of the things that Maria and I talked about today. That's great. Thank you so much. And if anybody needs to find out about our podcast, wants to be on it, or wants to get some past podcasts, just reach out to me at Maria at vibe v -I -B -E, consulting.co have a wonderful day everyone and stay warm in this bad weather that we're having in the united states and i hope if you're not in the united states you're having good weather but be safe have a good day bye 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 thank you maria